Welcome to Bubbles and Books, a podcast about two of the best things in life, books and champagne, brought to you by Ellen and Amanda, co-owners of your independent bookstore, Dog-Eared Books in Ames, Iowa. First, give me a cheers. Okay. Okay, we're ready. And books are sexy. So what's popping today, Ellen? Well, I'm just sitting here drinking some champagne. What's popping with you? Yeah, we picked our champagne um, based on its cover. You know how people pick a book on its cover? Yeah, we totally did. We went to the liquor store this morning. That's right. And um, we were looking for a bottle of champagne, and it was the champagne with the prettiest label. Right. It has dollar bills, um, the Eiffel Tower, a very creepy smiley face. It has a peace sign crossing out a gun. Yeah, we totally are behind that. Old school cell phone like we had back in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Actually, I I had that phone until like two years ago. Yeah, uh, I believe you. (laughs) Um, So anyway, it's... um, Luke Belair, Rare Lux. And we'll, we'll, should we put it, we'll post it on our social media so you can see pictures. And then you can head over to Cyclone Liquors and tell them that the the champagne snobs at Dog Eared Books sent them your way. Yeah. So what are you reading? Um, I'm reading Notes on an Execution. Um, it's a novel. It just came out um, in the last couple of weeks. And it's, um, I'm not very far into it, but the premise is that, um, the protagonist, Ansel Packer, is a murderer. I assume he's on death row. It's the day of his execution. And so the story is told in alternating chapters and timelines. So one of those those stories is his point of view, and he's counting down the hours until his execution. And then the other um, chapters interspersed are three different women who um, entered his life and were sort of pivotal in his uh, him becoming the sociopath that he is. Um, so I've read um, one chapter that deals with his mother, um, one with his first uh, victim. And so I know there's another woman that's yet to be introduced. Um, this is not a mystery. It's not a thriller. It's um, definitely literary fiction uh the writing is really good i'm excited to see where it goes even though it's dark awesome i mean i hope you can (laughs) sleep at night what are you reading my attention span has been a little scattered lately so i'm very much relying on the recommendations of our fellow booksellers so it's like the most fun part of working at a bookstore us geeking out in the morning before we open the doors what are you reading what'd you buy What'd you get in? Um, I'm reading Breath, The New Science of a Lost Art, trying to tamp down my anxiety, bring back good health. Um, There's some really cool um, scientific and historical research in this book about how people have used breathing techniques over thousands of years to accomplish great things, to cure illness, to improve their lives. So I'm very excited to improve my life through breath. Yeah, that sounds like a much healthier book than what I'm reading. Yeah, I think I'm the light, you're the dark. Yeah, good for you. Yeah, thanks. But we both read recently, and I'm not finished yet, uh, Attention Span, um, <laughs> Against the Loveless World, recommended by our social media director, Rachel. Oh my gosh, it's such a good book. 
Right. Are you loving it? I am. It's about um, a Palestinian woman um, in exile in Kuwait who um, is telling the story of her coming of age, how she um, what what she thought about herself, what her family life looks like, how she found love or didn't find love. But what we know is that she is imprisoned in, in the in the later part of the book for being a terrorist. And we wonder how these stories will meld. How how will how will the end meet up with the story we're being told in the beginning? Um, everyone who's read it said it is absolutely lovely, um, beautiful, meaningful. I'm looking forward to making my way through it. Yeah, I love the protagonist. She is super fierce, um, very defiant. And this book is very much about like claiming your humanity when the world is is constantly trying to deny you your humanity. Um, it's kind of got a little bit of My Sister the Serial Killer vibes. Um, highly recommend. Wonderful story. Okay, so the last thing I'm reading concurrently with the others is the last, or no, the first Cat in Space <laughs> ate pizza. That sounds uh, riveting. I know it is. It's a graphic novel put together by two amazing children's book artists, workers, writers, um, Mac Barnett and Sean Harris. Yeah. Um, Sean complimented us on our branding. Hey, um, Sean. Hey, Sean. Shout out. Come to Iowa from California. You know you want to do it. Um but I, I'm a fan of his. All of his work is stunning visually. And Mac is hilarious. He gets how kids think. He has wonderful humor. And he knows how to entertain the middle grade reader. So I'm enjoying it. It's very funny. I'm looking forward to sharing more about it when it comes out, I think, in April. Yeah, I can't wait to give it to kids. Those are two, um, two children's literature powerhouses. So that's what we're reading. What we're really excited to tell you about next is new release Tuesday. Every Tuesday, if you didn't already know, is when new books for the week hit the store. Uh, we replenish our front table. That's where we keep our new releases. And these are all the things that everyone's goggly eyed over. Oh, have you read that yet? Have you seen the advanced reader copy? I, I can't wait to get my hands on it. Um, those are the books that we're really excited to share with you um, today. Um, Ellen, why don't you tell us about the new paperbacks out this week? Okay, so one that uh, you've all probably heard of is Educated by Tara Westover. Now, this book was published four years ago, and it's lived in hardcover for four years, which is astounding, and it's remained a bestseller uh, during that time. But it is out in paperback, and so if you have not read this book, you need to grab a paperback copy and read it. So Tara Westover, um, it's a memoir. Tara Westover was raised by a family of survivalists in rural Idaho. Um Inspired by her brother's uh, will to go to college, um, she decided she would go too. She had no formal education whatsoever. The first time she ever stepped foot in a classroom was in her late teens. Um, and she became really driven and, and pursued her education quite doggedly. She went to Harvard. She went to Oxford. Um, and then during this time, right, um, there's there becomes this big gap between the way she was raised and the values that her family hold um, and what she's learning and what she knows about the world. Uh, this is very much a book about family bonds and family ties and when to nurture those and maybe when to sever them. Um, just it, it's a it's a book with wide appeal. I don't know that I've met a person who has read this book and not liked it. Um, so really exciting new release in paperback. How about you? Hmm. Well, I'm excited to read one 
that you've been recommending to me for a year, my year abroad. So why don't you tell people about my year abroad now that it's out in paperback? Oh my God. I love my year abroad. It was one of my favorite books that I read last year. It actually dropped in paperback last week, but I'm going to tell you about it. It's by Chang Ray Lee. Um, the premise is uh, you've got a protagonist, uh, twenty early 20s. Tiller is his name, which is a great name for a character. And Tiller is living with um, a much older woman and her son, and they're living in witness protection. And um, during this in, in the present day, and he's narrating the story of what has happened in the year previous, which he spent abroad in Asia. Um, before he went to Asia, he met, met the acquaintance of a wealthy entrepreneur named Pong, a Chinese American, who sort of gets him into this scheme that leads Tiller to go abroad. And I'm not going to spoil the things that happened abroad, but what I will tell you about the story is it's hilarious and there is nobody who can write like Chang Ray Lee. I mean, this dude is doing like writing acrobatics all over the place. Sometimes it's like you are just showing off. The writing is just that good. It's so readable. It's so smart. And it's a very memorable story. I promise you have not read anything like it. So I'm picking that up from our own store uh, based on Ellen's recommendation. Um, a couple others of note would be National Book Award finalists, The Prophets, yeah. and Some of Us. Um, and then another Dog Eared Books favorite out in paperback is The Soulmate Equation. The paperback includes a bonus chapter. Ooh. So if you loved it, you might need to get it in paperback as well to get this bonus information. You better. Right. Um, in hardcover, um, I'm excited about the kids' picture books. I have two that I want to tell you about. Tiny Cedric, which is uh, a fun book for me because I have a hard time distinguishing between the words tiny and teeny. <laughs> and in this book, you get to practice both. So that's great that's for young readers. That is great. Um, Tiny Cedric is written by Sally Lloyd-Jones and illustrated by many people's favorite illustrator, Rowboat Watkins. What a name. He is really outstanding. He's known for his work with most marshmallows and rude cakes. Um, he is a former Marie Sendak fellow. So, you know, he's got some quirky, quirky perspective if he uh, was a Marie Sendak fellow. Um, the Tiny King, Tiny Cedric, is the king of me, the first. So very self-focused. He is short and he doesn't like it. So I'm laughing right away about his inferiority complex. <laughs> we'll put it gently that way. I called it something else in private, but um, his um. inferiority... <laughs> Tiny okay, hands, I tiny I feet. Say, I won't say it. He has orange he has hair. I mean, I'm just going to tell you that. Um, <laughs> so he he really has an inferiority complex and he bans all people who are taller than him because he wants to feel good about himself. And he doesn't want to see anybody who would make him question his self-worth. But once he's banned all those people, number one, he's lonely. And number two, he's stuck with all babies. And it's <laughs> quite a mess. So... Where does the story go? You'll have to read to find out. I loved it. Funny from beginning to end. Yeah, you you actually read this book aloud to me in our office, and I quite enjoyed it. It's pretty hilarious, uh, but I also think uh, it's a story that uh, kids will really enjoy. Right. It's hilarious. Okay. 
Next up is Out of a Jar by Deborah Marcero. Um, Deborah wrote a book called In a Jar. This is out of a jar. Um, so related characters, bunnies with really long white ears. Illustrations are really stunning. Um, and this is about a bunny, Llewellyn, who doesn't mind being scared. Um, you know, quite a kids like a few kids like that who like ghost stories. But when he feels intense emotions he bottles them up and hides them away in a closet rather than dealing with them so if he's scared he puts it in a bottle shoves it in the closet if he's sad oh i don't want to feel those feelings bottle it up stick it in the closet excitement loneliness anger eventually his closet gets so full of emotions that disaster happens they explode and he has to feel all of them at once Obviously, the moral of this story is you need to deal with your emotions as you encounter them. Otherwise, you're going to deal with a big backlash. Um, it's so well done with humor and beauty. It doesn't feel moralistic, but there is that beautiful um, kind of self-development element to it. So this is an excellent read aloud. Great in a classroom. I really love it. It'll be coming home with me. Yeah, the illustrations are really cool on that one. Okay, so I'm going to share a new um, out in hardcover, brand new this week. It's a novel. It's called The Selfless Act of Breathing by J.J. Bola. Um, the premise is that Michael is a British teacher. He's the son of Congolese immigrants. Um, and he's really excellent at what he does. His teacher or his students really admire him. Um, he has lots of friends. But he's um, finding himself very much struggling with all of the injustices um, and unfairness he sees uh, in his community and in his country, um, things that his students are facing and that he himself is facing um, as as a black British man um, and the son of immigrants. And so spurred on by a tragic event in his life, he decides, I'm going to pack all my stuff up and I'm going to America. This is like land of the free, home of the brave. Everything will be better in America. I'm just going to go there. <laughs> exactly. I'm going to go there. I'm going to road trip around and it's going to be better for me. And of course he finds that America is not that thing. <laughs> we have, we have not lived up to those ideals. Um, but in the course of his road tripping, he does make lots of connections along the way, um, friends or some romance. Um, so it's not like a total downer of a book. Um, it's received some good reviews. I'm excited to read it. All right. And we have a nonfiction um, that one of our staff members is pretty excited about. I'm actually excited about this book, and I don't read a lot uh, of books in the history genre. So this book is called A New History of Watergate. It's by Garrett Graff. Uh, you may know him as the author of The Only Plane in the Sky, which is sort of thought to be kind of a definitive account of the 9-11 attacks. Um, critics and reviewers are calling this book the definitive, definitive account of the Watergate scandal. Um, Watergate is still something that we talk about today. It, it informs politics today in many ways. Um, and no, new information has arisen really like in the last several years about that scandal. And so um, he's done some incredible research and he's put together um, sort of this decades spanning account of Watergate, what led up to it, the event itself, and the aftermath. Um, his uh, writing is really um, super readable. It's not at all dry. And it's, it's super engaging. I'm actually really excited to, to tackle this one. You're ambitious. <laughs> I'm just trying to finish. 
I got to keep up with Ellen's outstanding 2022 reading totals. 12 books have you so far, so far, so far since the start of the year. Um, so that's what we're uncorking for you uh, this week. Uncorking? Uncorking. We're uncorking. <laughs> I love it. We're uncorking the uh, new we're releases. We're uncorking the books for you. They'll, they will air. And they will be ready for consumption on Tuesday. So come into the store, see what's new, talk to us about what you'd like to read. Um, but we got a few other things that are popping that we'd like to talk about. Yeah. Okay. So one thing is last night we actually hosted um, an Iowa author, Heather Gudenkopf. Um, she's she's written a number of books. I think she, how many books has she written? Like nine, nine, nine books. Um, her most recent book uh, just came out. It's called Overnight Guest and it takes place in North Central Iowa and it's a thriller. Um, and she was just lovely. We really enjoyed talking to her. We recommend her book. Um, and Amanda, you know, has a special bond with her because of dogs. Right. She uh, has a German short hair pointer named Lolo, and she loves her dog. So she really connected with Lovey, and Lovey connected with her and sent home a gift bag for Lolo with some of her favorite treats and toys. So that was incredibly fun. Um, and we have signed copies of her book left at the store. Oh, yeah. So you can stop by, get a signed copy as a gift or for yourself if you're a big Heather Gudenkoff fan. Um and then on the schedule in the coming week, we have a couple of exciting things. Yeah, we have uh, trivia. Our trivia nights have been super popular. We have have one on the 10th this month. Uh, you'll need to sign up on our website to reserve a spot. Uh, we also have next week um, on the 15th, Rachel Mans McKenney, the author of The Butterfly Effect. This is an all Iowa reads pick for 2022. It takes place in Ames, which is super cool. And we love Rachel. She's a regular customer. Her book is great. Um, and we're super excited to do an event with her. Yeah. It's your opportunity to come and talk to her about her her story, her writing process, what it is to write a book set in your hometown. Um, I had so much fun reading this book. Um, we actually read it right before opening the store. Yeah. We did an online event with her. Um, I kept, my questions were, okay, when you were writing about that bar, was it the tip top? She's like, yes, it was the tip top. So cross-referencing the places I think she's writing about because they feel so familiar. Um, certain roads that she's talking about a character driving, um, the route from the airport up to Ames, it feels so, so familiar. Um, it's really kind of a treat. Many people get to write about their home boroughs in New York. Um and so many people get to read about their hometowns. For us, it's kind of a unique experience. So um, it's a great family uh, relationship story. It's a coming of age story. It's finding yourself um, and coming to terms with the relationships and what you want in life. I really enjoyed it. And um, I'm really excited. So many islands will get a chance to read it. Yeah, definitely come out to that if you can. And if you can't, uh, check out that book. It's The Butterfly Effect by Rachel Nance McKinney. Um, some other cool things. We have new artwork up on display by Jordan Brooks. Um, he's got some awesome paintings and an interactive art display. Come check it out and participate. We have brand new store t-shirts with our slogan, books are meant to be loved. We're wearing them We're right wearing now. them right now and we look really hot. Yep. It'll make you look hot too. And it will communicate your values. It will. I mean, someone will see you wearing that, sh that shirt and they will be so attracted to you. Yeah. Yeah. And it's perfect for Valentine's Day. Books are meant to be loved. Books will love you. And books are sexy. Books are sexy. 
Okay, and lastly, <laughs> we would like to remark on the horrible, awful people in our state legislature who are trying to ban books and criminalize intellectual freedom. Uh, and we just want to say unequivocally as bookstore owners, as parents, as human beings, that we oppose those efforts. We support diverse books, diverse reads, and everybody's voice deserves to be heard. And if you have concerns about what the content of these challenged books are, read the books, decide for yourself what's right for your family. Um, don't take a snippet that is one one hundredth of the book and make a determination on its value. So if you did with that, with all the great works of literature that we have in this store, the 10,000 books, I'm sure you could find something objectionable in every single one of them. So read the book, decide what's right for your family and let our libraries and teachers and bookstores provide those stories for those who want to consume them. And you make your own choices. Right on. Yeah. Okay. Thank you so much for joining us. We will see you next week for What's Poppin' Then. Subscribe to our podcast, review and rate. Follow us on Instagram at Dog Your Books Ames and TikTok at Dog Your Books. And if you want a sexy shirt, slide into our DMs. We'll ship one to you. <laughs> <laughs>